Hello and welcome to Prepare to Answer podcast. It's good to have all my listeners tuned in today. Hope we're all keeping well. Um, I had one of them days which was just very, very positive. Um, you just start working and um, it seems to go fairly smoothly. You get a couple of emails of things that you might have been a little bit concerned about um, and they actually went quite well. Um, got a new car during the week which I'm very grateful to God for. Uh, a few little things in life, you know, when you just feel like God is definitely blessing your life. Things don't always feel like that but when they do, um, it's good just to be grateful. Um, hopefully, I hope we're all experiencing that at the moment and if not, uh, send, send prayers my way and I'll certainly pray for you. Um, for whatever it is, but um, that's not the the topic today. The topic today, as always, is framed as a question, uh, but it is follow me on Bible study this morning, and then some follow up to that. Uh, I mean, it's really like a, a statement: love your enemies. And the question is, really, you know, love your enemies, really? Is that really what we're supposed to do? Is that really consistent in Scripture? Is it just Jesus that said that? Uh, is it just some Christians that seem to believe that, but most are more realistic? Uh, and you don't really have to love your, your enemies. Um, and there's a second question to that is, did Jesus misquote the Old Testament? Um, and that's also linked to the Bible study today. And it's all from Matthew 5. Um, so first question, I love your enemies really. And the second thing we'll look at is, did Jesus misquote the Old Testament? So as I said, I read this morning, I read from Matthew 5. In verse 43, Jesus said, You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And you can read on, um, you know, don't everybody really love those who love them? Uh, but it's different to love those who don't love you back. Uh, and that's what makes it a bit different. Be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. He goes on to say, but... Love your enemies, really? Is is this really what Christians are supposed to do? Is that even possible? Uh, yeah, Jesus seemed to do it. Yeah, his followers seemed to do it, but they were with him. Is it really expected of us as well? Is that really consistently talked about in Scripture? Well, if you look at the footnote of the Matthew 5, you'll see also that because Jesus was, in effect, quoting a Scripture, um, and it shows us Leviticus 19. So, if you look at Leviticus 19, which is obviously the Old Testament as well, it says, bear with me while I turn here, it says, Leviticus 19 verse 18, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So this is the Old Testament saying not to take revenge, um, but to love your neighbor as yourself. So the context was revenge. And he said, but love your neighbors yourself. So your neighbors was was all peoples. You know, you know the story of the Good Samaritan. It, it's all people are your neighbor. And you're to not, you know, seek revenge, but to, to love your neighbor the way you'd love yourself, the way you'd love your wife, the way you'd love your children. So this is the Old Testament. And again, a scripture which we'll elaborate on a bit more in a moment. In Exodus chapter 23, and verse 1 down to verse 9, we'll not read all of it, but... It tells us in verse 4, it's all about love, you know, justice and mercy. Verse 4 it says, If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to take it back to him. If you see the donkey of someone who hits you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you help him with it. So there's your enemy. You're actually practically helping him. This is the Old Testament telling us how we should deal with our enemies. We should love them and actually step out to practically help them. And as Jesus said previously, he says, look, pray for those who are persecuting you. 
You think, oh, this is a consistent theme through all, all of Scripture. Whether it be Old or New Testament, Jesus wasn't really saying anything new. He was telling people that we really should be seeking to love our enemy. And we'll come back to the practicals of that in a moment. Um, but Jesus did say in Matthew 5, and it struck me this morning, I think I've read it before, and I didn't dig into it so much before, uh, but I was keen today to do that. And he says, and I'm just flicking back to, to Matthew 5 again here. Um, again, don't want to misquote it, but it's a fairly straightforward little phrase. Jesus says, and he says this several times in Matthew 5 here. He says, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your So yeah, love, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So you think, well, is Jesus misquoting the Old Testament there? Because we do know that it says, and I've already looked at, and it says in our footnote, obviously, Leviticus 19, Exodus 23, and there are others in Proverbs, and many others as well, where it does clearly teach us, look, love your enemies. Um, love, sorry, love your neighbour. But does it ever say, hate your enemy? So Jesus is telling the people, look, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. And I'm going, yeah, well, yeah, we have heard the first part, love your neighbour, but we never heard, hate your enemy. Surely that's not... An Old Testament scripture. Because Jesus is referring to Old Testament scripture. And you think, well, why why is Jesus saying this? Because is that in the Old Testament? Have I missed that? And you, that's that's actually not in the Old Testament at all. Um, and but, but the point I'm going to make here is Jesus is not misquoting the Old Testament. What he's doing here is he's referring to what the people have heard. And he says a very important phrase here. Uh, whenever he's talking about what the people have heard regarding the scriptures. So Jesus says here, and he says it several times in Matthew 5, he says you have heard that it was said. Um, but if you ever um, see somewhere else, yeah, so if you look elsewhere, you'll see in Matthew 22 what Jesus says when he's directly quoting from the Old Testament. What he says is often, he says to Satan, it is written, it is written. And he says in Matthew 22, as an example of this, whenever he's directly quoting the Old Testament, he says, um, the first, uh, Matthew 22, verse 29, you're there because you do not know the scriptures. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given to marriage. So they'll be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Um, so he's saying here, Have you not read what God has said to you? And as I said, he said to Satan before, he often said, Have you not read? Um, it is written. So the difference in Matthew 5, and um, what he keeps saying, is says, You have heard that it was said. So he wasn't directly quoting the Old Testament. He was just saying what they had heard. So obviously the, old, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, had read the scriptures and then they had communicated orally what the scriptures had said. So the people he was talking to had heard that it was said. They had an interpretation of what was said. So Jesus wasn't directly quoting the Old Testament per se. He was repeating what they had heard had been said. Um, and said, you heard it had been said, love your, your neighbour and hate your enemy. That's what you have heard. But that's that's not what's written. So if Jesus is directly quoting the scriptures, he will say things like, it is written, have you not read? Um, you know, um, you're an because you don't know the scriptures, have you not read that it is written? You know, he'll, he'll say the words like written down, and, he direct, and then he directly quotes the scriptures. So that's not what he's doing here. So I just wanted to clear that up. And it's an interesting little study if you look into this. Again, context. You know, the context of the scripture. I mean, I, I bypassed this for years. 
when I, I thought I didn't even look into it enough and I thought Jesus was quoting directly quoting scripture. How could he not be? It sounds like he is. It sounds like he is in other places, but he's actually the context is the people thought they knew scripture, but it's what had been taught to them orally. So it's a very important distinction to make. Otherwise it looks like Jesus is misquoting the Old Testament. Clearly, clearly he wasn't. So yeah, that's just to help us if we've ever had that thought before. And again, just to help us to dig into the context. Dig into who was Jesus talking to? What, what did he mean by saying that? Is that the way he always said it? Or did he say it slightly different for that audience? For a reason? Was there something else behind that? And of course, in this situation there was. Because the Old Testament never taught us to hate our enemies. That kind of contradicts. Love your neighbors yourself. Um, in all the context that was written. Um, so yeah, just to help us out. But again, going back to the practicals of today, love your enemies. Really? H- how do we love our enemies? I love that last scripture, uh, the one I looked at in Exodus 23. Um, we'll just go back there a little second. A lot of a lot of flicking here today. But um, Exodus 23 again. This one really struck me this morning. Um, Exodus 23. Um, let's see. Um if you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to take it back to them. If you see so- the donkey of someone who hits you falling down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you help them with it. Will we do this? I asked myself this morning, would I do this? Uh, do we have any enemies? To be honest, we maybe don't. We're maybe not aware of having any enemies. I remember the guy who uh, used to lead our church many years ago, and I remember there was a time when he had an enemy. Uh, someone had actually taking money from him um like deliberately and i remember talking to him about how he managed to 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 basically love him back and i remember him saying to me there's not very often you get a chance to have an enemy you know we don't want one of course we don't want one but you don't get very many opportunities so if you get the opportunity to have an enemy well this is a chance to put that scripture into practice we're not going to get many opportunities maybe to put that scripture into practice and I say this with a huge challenge in my own mind right now, not, not, not that I think I would find this easy. But in work, or again, even in the way to work, how many times do you come across somebody you view as someone who hits you? And it's probably very, a very um, transitory little moment in your life where in your way to work and someone cuts you up in traffic and then they, they gesture at you through the car window. And at that moment, how do you respond? There's someone in work you know has got a job ahead of you and they've maybe badmouthed you behind your back or someone else has said that they had. You know, how do you treat them? Do you still hold the door open for them? Do you still get them a drink if you're going off to the, the, the vending machine like other people? Um, do you single them out? Do you not sit beside them? Um, you know, do you go that extra mile? If you see, you know, I'm sure it's a different context, but the context is if you've seen the person who hits you, the enemy, and their donkey's on the road, would you stop and help it knowing that it was your enemy's? They're, they're not expecting you to do that. It's an incredibly powerful thing. Why do I say all this today? This is countercultural. This is the highest standard of morality that we could possibly find because it's absent wherever we are. I'm sure, Asima, I'm sure applies for you. It's absent from the workplace, absent from our schools. I've got children coming home to me after a day in school. Somebody said this. Somebody um, did this on me. You don't see this. You do not see this in your family in your schools, in your workplace. You just don't see it. People don't act like this. But this is the highest standard. And this is what we're called to. And it's again, another thing that really increases my confidence in the Word of God. What does the Word of God ask us to do? It asks us to not just love those who love us back, because most people will do that. But it actually asks us to love our enemies. So just ask us today, have a think. 
how would how would how would you be prepared for that situation if you do have an enemy? Again, it may only be a little moment. I mean, even even online recently, I've had a little bit of discussion with someone, and they took it kind of badly, and they started saying words that I, I was a bit surprised by. And I'm like, how do I want to respond? I'm ready to defend myself. I'm ready to, to get in there and say the things that to, to, to maybe cut them down again. Is that really what I want to do? Can I keep loving them regardless of how they treat me? Now, this is not about you know justice and doing the right thing, but this is about being able to love our enemies. Are we ready? Are we prepared to do that when we when the opportunity arises? Um, you may not be in the opportunity at the moment, but let's be honest: at some point in our lives, we will get this opportunity. How will we respond whenever we are able to love our enemies? So really, yes, it's true. It's consistent throughout Scripture. It's God's command from the very, very beginning because he wants us to love our neighbour as ourselves. I love this about God. I love it that he's called us to treat people not the way they treat us, but the way we'd like them to treat like them to treat us, the uh, way we would like to be treated. So it's a consistent theme throughout Scripture. Um, we won't get many opportunities, but when we do, I hope we're ready to step in and to do what the right the right thing, regardless of how they treat us. Again, the second the, the second um, question today was: Did Jesus really misquote the Old Testament? Absolutely not. Cleared up cleared that one up in terms of the wording that Jesus used. And again, that just excites me. There there's many answers to to many things that puzzle us. Um, the, the the answers are there. If we dig in, we try to find what the answers are. So hopefully it's helpful today. Hopefully this gets us thinking. I am not an example of someone who would easily love my enemies. This is a challenge for me, as I'm sure it is for most of us. Please drop me your thoughts on this. Drop me if you have any thoughts about how you've managed to do this well in the past or how you find it really difficult or why. Um, you don't have to give any names or specific people in your life. I'm sure we all have someone that we don't really connect with. Maybe that's, maybe that's the best example. That's the best starting point is just there are people, no doubt, that we just don't click with. Um, does God seem to keep them in your life for, for a reason? Are they still in your life and you're surprised that they're still there? Uh, maybe you can probably conjure people up in your mind right now when I say that. Uh, but again, drop me anything you have on that. And any thoughts you had on Jesus' use of his wording in the context there that I was talking about and how you know he quoted the Old Testament, or in this case, wasn't directly quoting the Old Testament. So uh, please um, drop me any th- new thoughts you have or any other further questions you have visit this blog on www.preparedtheanswer.wordpress.com and I'll be back with you again very soon. Many thanks for tuning in today. Um, Thank you. Goodbye.